Hello, and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I'm Tyler. Hi, I'm Chris. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about Stanley Kubrick, and what are the movies we're talking about today, Chris? I don't know, you're the lead on this one. Today, we're talking about A Clockwork Orange, The Shining, and Full Metal Jacket. Let's, all right, Chris, let's talk about A Clockwork Orange. A Clockwork Orange. Um, This is one of those movies where I could not finish it until the second time I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Because the first time I watched it, I got to the part where uh, they are raping his wife while singing, singing in the, the rain, rain and yeah. I turned it off. Because oh, it's hard for me to watch these kind of movies because it's like... Right. Uh... <laughs> and we had, we had talked about this the other day. I, I guess we can kind of get started on, like just on that scene. Um, okay. There, there, are, there are a lot of movies that sort of um, showcase... Uh, rape just as like shock value yes but um a clockwork orange um uses this scene and like scenes of you know ultra violence the old ultra violence um (laughs) what (laughs) okay oh man Um, as like as um to kind of show the transition of this character like establish him as this you know, horrible human being, and then, like, to set up what he's about to go through for the rest of the movie. You know, I I think that the that scene would have been, uh, I wouldn't say better, but more watchable, I suppose. I guess that's probably fair, you think? Okay. If it was not as long. Because <laughs> it, it goes think... on for a really long, uncomfortable length of time. and The, f- the first time I saw it, it's just um, like, uh, okay. this is the, the first time out. I saw it, I was like, oh my god, this is going on so long. And like the longer it went on, like, I, 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 I had negative feelings about it like at first yeah. and, like, and how long it was going on. But the longer it went on, I was like, this is, this is great. <laughs> because it's, it's, it, it, it puts you in the situation and it makes, it makes it feel so real and so uneasy and it's yeah. it, it it really adds to the scene, and I like mean, I I know that you specifically mm-hmm. and for the audience that like Chris hates this kind of thing in movies. Yeah, but like um, I don't I don't have as much of a problem with it as long as it has something to do with the story itself. Yeah, there's some other movies that they just use it just kind of like, right. hey, sex sells. Um, which by the way, I I definitely don't want to. Uh, um be negative towards Malcolm McDowell in this movie who was just absolutely fantastic he's in this movie actor. he was I mean I believed from the second that you had the first shot of the movie yeah to the yeah. ending part of the movie I was just like this this guy is a wonderful actor in this movie. he's so great I was like oh this is wonderful um <laughs> what one thing to kind of go a little bit off track I think I might have uh talked to you about this before um there was a, a a Christmas special for the show Billy and Mandy, uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, and um, Malcolm McDowell voices the uh, a vampire in it, and he's uh, brushing his teeth in one scene, um, and he's singing singing in the ra- he's humming singing in the rain. <laughs> like I didn't the first time I saw it, I, I hadn't seen A Clockwork Orange because I was just, I was a kid. But like later oh, I, on, I watched it when I was five years old. You know <laughs> yeah, best best movie ever. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I watched it um, 
Oh, I watched it again later on, and I realized, like, oh, that's Malcolm McDowell. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Michael McDowell, who is in one of the best uh, Star Trek movies, uh, Star Trek Generations. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's actually not a good movie, never mind. I, I <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> that dumb joke. Um, but I'll, I'll watch the second time, and it, it's... Once you get past that scene, everything else in this movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... Um, I mean, obviously, everything has to say about the, the aversion therapy that goes through where he has, like, the... Oh, my God. Uh, where he has to, like... so great. Just, He's got the things on his eyes just keeping him open so he can't That is away. so... It's so hard to watch because you're just like... It, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine, like, having that problem. Like, uh. I, I, fun fact. One of the... When first... Uh, when Chris and I first uh, started talking to each other, um, we were we were working on a on a project... Uh, with a with a friend of ours, and uh, we were talking about how we constantly keep our computers on. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was like, it's it's like that it's like that scene from A Clockwork Orange, and I sent him the picture of <laughs> his eyes being forced open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about our computers. Yeah, it's pretty much very true. I mean, I think my computer was, has been turned off like uh, at least one time last two months, or <laughs> which probably explains why it's so crappy now. <laughs> Uh, it was also a laptop connected to a uh, to a uh, monitor, which probably destroys everything. <laughs> this probably, uh, should probably be worse than the immersive therapy. <laughs> my, um, my my computer uh, that, that, that this actually explains a lot because uh, every time I play the good old Ludwig Van, uh, my computer <laughs> stops working. <laughs> oh, that's why one of the most actually. You know what? I'm not sure what's more depressing. Like, uh, the fact that he gets, like, nauseated and whatever about, uh, violence. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that he can't listen to Beethoven anymore. So I love, right. I love Beethoven. Yeah. If you his, ever watch, his like... Favorite, his favorite musical artist, and he cannot Yeah, that would him. suck. I was like, can you imagine, like, uh, I guess for me it'd be like, I can't listen to, can't listen to, like, uh, John Williams music anymore. It's like... Right. I can't watch Star Wars, I guess, but for you, I guess, uh, it'd be like, what, Iron Maiden? <laughs> Iron Maiden? <laughs> what? <laughs> Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's a big fan of, of that. I, yeah, the, the two songs I like by Iron Maiden. Man, I I hope I never have to get ill when I hear Two Minutes to Midnight. You know what I do get? You know who I do get ill listening to though? Iron Nickelback. Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I that was probably I, done to me at a young age. Every time I hear animals, I just want to run out of the room screaming, <laughs> throwing up. <laughs> uh, but oh no, the, the music in this, though, is amazing. Yes. This is like something about Kubrick does all his movies, like having like this <clears throat> very uh, classical kind of soundtrack going on, and you're just like, yeah. it's kind of nice. Even, even the score to the movie, which is like this um, very early like 70s synthesizer, which I love, which yeah. I love in movies. Um, it's the the score to it's really great, and um, mm-hmm. just like the, I I didn't know until like uh, more recently that this film had a really really small budget. Um, you know for the yeah, kind of production it was, it was two million. That was yeah, it. Two, yeah, two million, and like half the uh, camera work is like I I thought like uh, I I've always associated like Robert Rodriguez with the uh, wheelchair dolly. 
apparently they did it in this. Oh yeah. Um, and, and I can I can tell which shots they are, but like and then all of the um all of the lighting in this movie is natural lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so and it just to think like how small of a budget this film had, and how beautiful it is is incredible. There was actually a movie that um oh god uh uh Barry uh, Barry Lyndon Lyndon. London or Linden? Linden, I believe. Linden. Okay, right. It was all Where, a candlelit. Yeah, it was all clean, candlelit. That, that to me is like pretty pretty cool. Yeah. It's like he used like this uh, lens that like NASA was using. It's just like yeah, oh. it, which like lets in so much light that like you can mm-hmm. shoot in darkness and it looks great. Yeah, it's like a. Like I said, I shouldn't talk about the let's talk about the lens stuff. I was like, I don't know if anybody wants to hear me talk I, about I, I, I really dumbed it down just, so, just yeah. in case. I don't say dumbed it down. I would say well, I, 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 um, I, yeah. You, or yeah, you, not dumbed it down, but like I, I just made I kind of broke it down to be a bit more simple. So oh, because uh, everybody else listening to this right now is because they're a bunch, a bunch of casuals. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking casuals. A bunch of film casuals listening to us. <laughs> I'll, I'll one of you guys that watch this podcast. Yeah. Get out of here, you casual. <laughs> what about the F-stops here? In the... Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Let me just adjust the ISO. <laughs> the ISO. Oh. On my uh, uh, stop, just stop, just 80 stop, millimeter stop. lens. Yeah. Hashtag clipping. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird to like say this right now. Like, um, you're talking about, about like, Stanley Kubrick. I was thinking about Stanley Kubrick directing this film right here, and it's 2001. Mm-hmm. Like, there's different, like, faces of Stanley Kubrick. And, like, these two right here are the ones I always associate the most with right. Stanley Kubrick's face. I don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever <laughs> to you. But, like, as I can't think, I don't think of, like, Stanley Kubrick, like, the, you know, eyes wide shut, like, yeah. obviously old and, you know, close to death or whatever. Because uh, <laughs> like, he reminds me so much of Orson Welles. He does, yeah. And that's, that's like, true. and that's like uncomfortable for me to listen, to like think about. It. Like, ugh. He's you know, not, by the way. He was oh, not Orson Welles whatsoever. He Orson was Welles. not Orson no. Welles. <laughs> I would, I would love, I would prefer having Kubrick direct me and like you know yell at me and tell me I need to do like this take under twenty seven times or whatever. Um, then have Orson Welles tell me, just ugh. This drunk, drunken, fat voice. <laughs> but like the, the um, French he... wine. Is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the French wine. Yeah, we keep talking about Orson Welles in our podcast. I think we have to. Like, we no, about we Orson keep Welles talking Boston. about that commercial specifically. Oh yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> a great, it's a great commercial. I'll put another link to it. <laughs> yeah, Again, yeah. Um, if you wanted to listen to the Spielberg episode, uh, here's the link to it. Again, um, yeah. But yeah, I, is... by the way, just speaking of uh, Kubrick himself, um, when I was watching that documentary, that was the first time I ever heard him speak. Oh, really? And that voice, voice, that voice is wrong, isn't it? It does not like. <laughs> it makes sense coming out of him as like, a young man when he was like thinner and. Oh yeah! Didn't have like the facial hair, like the crazy it's beard. Just like... But like coming out of Kubrick uh, as you imagine him, no. <laughs> his voice reminds me a lot, but like like kind of my voice, but at least my voice matches yeah. my body. <laughs> yeah, the thing, like 
Stanley Kubrick ba- like, Stanley Kubrick what? basically sounds like me. Yeah. Um his his voice might be a little bit higher than mine. Yeah, probably so. Um there's like there's an announcer for um the Dallas Mavericks, which is a good specific here, but just kind of give an example of this thing. Uh-huh. Where the guy was like this like dude but like I'm like super like short he's like shorter than I am, whatever. Uh-huh. Very skinny dude. And he talks like this right here. It's like what? <laughs> it's a little small guy. Sense. It's like Ladies and what's it? What, ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Mavericks. What? <laughs> Why is your voice so low? He like he's like it was like maybe it's like the announcer voice. Where he's like talking like talking normally. It's like yeah, maybe. Oh my no no he talks he like talks normal in like wow. some interviews and you're just like, this is his voice. Unless he always just puts he he's constantly yeah. putting on a voice. He goes up. He's like, hi it's honey, not, I'm home. Hello. It's, it's just not <laughs> proportionate. Like it's really not. <laughs> people people have really deep voices because they're like their vocal cords are just like wider. Yeah. But, like, so it doesn't make sense that Kubrick's voice is just so <laughs> high-pitched. But yeah. we're really getting off topic here. Um, um, I don't I, know that I, I've let, said this yet. Let me, uh, go, let me go my notes, by the way, for uh, Clockwork Orange. All right. Okay. Um, uh, rape, rape, rapey rape, rape. Uh, good movie. <laughs> and then weird, weird sex ending. <laughs> I, I love that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> just him like wrestling in a pit of women or whatever yeah. and it's just like uh you know it's amazing yeah it's good the the um the, the, like the delivery of um lines in this and just the comedic timing is so great um but I, I don't know that i said this yet um clockwork orange is my favorite kubrick film okay um that, that's fair I, I i mean this is a, about as uh you know, crazy as I would expect for you to go yeah. like that sort of thing. Um, do, okay, I have a question for you. Do you ever interpret this movie as kind of like it's shown through the eyes of Michael McDowell's character instead of actually what's actually real is not actually what's real. It's actually just Michael McDowell's like interpretation of the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I've definitely sort of thought of it that way because like, like everything's very, um, there's this really weird. Very druggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like every, everything, like everything looks really trippy, especially like in the beginning of the film. But like as the film goes on, everything kind of looks normal. Yeah, it's just a little bit like it's a little bit off because he's still yeah. a little off. But it's yeah, yeah like the beginning parts are like where the uh, like in the milk bar, it's so yeah, weird say, yeah. and trippy. Like, That's the part that was just like, oh, this is like the tables are like movie. naked women and uh, yeah. like statues of naked women and there's like uh weird writing all over the walls. Mhm. Much like an acid trip going on there. Yeah. Was like I forgot oh crap, what was it they called it in the movie? Do you remember uh what the drug was? I can't remember. Uh what... something to do with like milk, but I don't remember it, what the rest it was, of it was. It was milk plus and then like um I can't remember what the uh like the drug that was in it was. Mm. Oh, you know what? I can just look at uh, yeah. Wikipedia. I pull up right here. It says Book with Plus these... right there. I should just look it up. <laughs> Still like, oh, right there. Uh, with what were these young Malchecks drinking? Yeah. The uh, the the Russian slang in this. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it's just it's so delightfully weird. Oh yeah yeah, and it's it's not like one of those like you feel like you, like they had a lot of felt tricks. Like, it was shot quickly. Was, I think it was what the fastest Kubrick film ever Probably, like shot. Yeah. Yeah, especially due to the lack of budget. 
yeah, it was just like this quick shoot. It was just like I can just imagine like this like I mean it was high probably high intensity one of the entire time. Oh, yeah. But yeah. just like uh came out really, really well though. It it Yeah. It comes off as a fun movie. Like so it's gonna get like if you like get like a group of friends together, like you watch watch the like film. Like you yeah. have to, like the film you have to watch these movie kind of films, whatever. Like this yeah. right here, you know, it'd be like that one. Um uh oh crap, what's uh I feel so stupid right now. What's what's uh, Jeff Bridges movie? Um, Big Lebowski. Yeah, and as much as I didn't like the movie at all, I still will say like people. That's one of the things that people like say that that's you have to watch that movie. Like if you're into film, watch that movie. It's also one of those like you have to watch this movie. You're into film. Right, right. Watch this one right here. We said 2001 was like for the the sci-fi people. If you yeah, like, de- if you like for weird, the film people as well. Yeah, if you like really weird, yeah, film people, absolutely, yeah. But if like if you like really weird movies, this is probably like right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is right up your alley. This is perfect. Um, I feel like there was another thing I was going to say. Oh, I have my note. It uh, talks about my disappointment with the fact that this movie is linked to, like, uh, because of how violent I hear was, it inspired these people, whatever. It's like, yeah. no, here's the thing, though. Uh, another PSA for you people. Listen oh, to yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Preach your brother. If you get inspired to murder people, rape people, whatever, from a movie... And I don't mean like I mean in a movie like this, like this movie here, Dark Knight, you know, yeah, for like more modern, I guess a more modern movie. You are already crazy in the head, and you're going to do it anyways. Probably you yeah. just have like, like the last straw with this. This right here could have been the last straw, or maybe Jaws could have been the last straw for you. You could have dressed as a shark and started eating people. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I couldn't afford the joke. Now if you're, if you're gonna like eat people, you have to watch like the Donner Party or something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, oh. but like. But no, it, there's there's that and there, like there's it's just the media hyping it like they yes, have to absolutely atta- they have to attach a, a film name to it and it'll get attention. There yep. was um I'm actually going to talk about a very specific case that happened recently, okay. or like, a couple years ago. Um, I saw I think I just saw like an article, um about like this uh like young killer inspired by uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh and, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, about. it's the it's the Jake Evans case. Yep. Um, he so like the the uh, article says like oh he was inspired by Rob Rob Zombie's Halloween and uh, after watching the movie he uh, he shot his sister and mom. I I don't know if you know this, but the killer in the film never shoots anybody. <laughs> yeah. So. Obviously, like, the kid was just crazy. And they were like, oh, well, the kid liked Halloween, so obviously that has something to do with it. And no. Just, oh, sorry. No, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with it. Like, the kid, yeah, as we as we said, it's just the kid is crazy. And then, like, they, they hear that there's an interest in, you know, violent movies, and they're going to tag that onto it because that's, that's clickbait. People... People like in the media want like they point at movies, video games, TV shows because that's like the things that they want to strip controversy because they want to like, get like more clicks. It really is. It's it's right. literally just get more clicks to get more money because yes. you because you see the article says did you know uh or whatever ex- in, uh, inspire this person to go out and you know eat somebody's dog or whatever. It's like <laughs> probably <laughs> <sorry>. not. <laughs> probably not. But. Guess what? You're gonna buy the magazine because of the fact that you think that this thing has information that you don't understand. 
Yeah, and also name recognition there's as well. a thousand magazines being sold, a million magazines out there being sold this one article because this person wanted to stir up controversy. It's a bunch and of bullcrap. And, and then you also get other people following that because they they were able to sell it. So uh, there's there's another murder somewhere. Uh, some guy uh, uh, th- ran over a kid with a lawnmower. Uh, probably a clockwork orange again. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that if like you know. The media we have right nowadays was around like the type of media we have nowadays like was around back like whenever uh, Sherlock Holmes was coming out to be like oh well Sir Conan Doyle has inspired these people to go out and murder other people and blah 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 it's like no <laughs> these people are just insane <laughs> Jack the Ripper was inspired by Clockwork Orange <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it's like no <laughs> he's crazy because like listen if you look at the guy that um. I don't remember his, what his name is. I don't know if you remember it, but the guy that uh, went to the movie theater for like Dark, like Dark Knight Rises and like, oh, started yeah, yeah. people. Yeah. Um, if you look at him, he's already insane. Yeah. He wasn't inspired by this right here. He's attached him. He attached himself to this character because of the fact that he was crazy. It wasn't even. I don't think it was even had anything to do with the movie, did it? I thought he just like went into the the theater. Well, he, he, started... like, he dressed up as the Joker. He had like the the hair and all that other stuff right there. Okay. Going. Okay. But like um, the thing is, like he had, he he psychologically attached himself to this character because he felt that the Joker was like him. Yeah. And the reason for that because he's crazy. It's not because if... like he's not like Tyler and I, where we're not gonna go out and start shooting people, because we're saying well. Sorry, we're mostly we're, we're twenty five. Because Chris 26, is a, a sane human being. Twenty six percent sane. Twenty six point five. Yeah, percent. You know, it's we're we're not gonna go out and like kill somebody. We're not gonna go out and stab somebody's dog. We're not gonna go out and like you know. Right skin a bunch of cats because we're insane human beings we don't do that sort of thing right and, and, and everybody else i could play grand theft auto and not want to shoot down the, my entire neighborhood and kill a bunch of cops because right. i'm not because i'm not crazy well the, and the thing is like crazy. if if um if he's relating to the joker or if you're relating to like brad pitt's character in fight club then great like, example thank you yeah 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 like it if you're like relating to nihilism and anarchy, then they're they're not portrayed as like good people in the film. <laughs> like they're, they're they're the bad guys. Yeah. Like they're it's not promoting this sort of thing. If they're attaching themselves to it, it's because they're crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a great way to move on to crazy something else that's crazy. <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> great the shining. There we go. Uh, the Shining has one as my favorite shot of Ursula Kubrick film. Oh yeah, <laughs> her tentacles in the snow. <laughs> yes. That face is just like, Durr. <laughs> it's my favorite shot. It's just... I'm sorry. It's, just... it's amazing. Oh. It, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> God, and speaking of Jack Nicholson, probably one of his best performances of all time. I will go and just I'll go and say it. It it's his best performance of all time. Okay, I can I can fully agree with that. I I'm mean, not gonna hurt you. I just I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna go. bash yep. them right the fuck in. <laughs> yep. It's like, ugh. And just like that you know, slut. Uh, 
That's oh, no sorry. escalation. It's yeah, so, it's so beautiful. Is he, he's like he's not like a perfect guy to begin with. He's, no, no, like, he like he uh what was it? He didn't break his arm. It was um he uh he, dislocated. He, um, he he dislocated his son's yeah. arm when he was drunk once. Yeah, which I mean, and shit happens. I yeah, mean, like, shit, he, yeah, he was yeah, he was being he was being like he was drunk and he was being aggressive and that happened. Yeah, but he like, comes off also as like this. Uh, I don't know. It's like snively. What is it like? Uh, slimy. There you go. Kind of yeah. guy. Anyways. Yeah. Like during like the interview part, like when he's getting interviewed for the hotel, I'm just like everybody else in there seems like very genuine, but he's just coming off still as like this. Yeah, he's he's a little bit of a douchebag. Yeah. Um. Did it like when you first watched the movie? Did it ever confuse you, where, um, the uh the bartender part like the bartender just shows up whatever no but i really liked it (laughs) okay i first watched this this is like a long time ago right right (laughs) so like were you actually thinking that the person was there yeah yeah it was it was just like why is this person i just i don't know i was dumb i i I feel like i i feel like i knew that like it was since the movie and like we, we were talking sort of about earlier um i think in the first part we're talking about how the movies are kind of slow and how this one it really works because mm-hmm. it's like by the time Jack Nicholson starts really going crazy, you're ga- you're going a little bit crazy yourself because yeah. the movie's been going on for so long, and it's like it's it's um really like slow and boring, but like effectively and like while it's going on, like you're not bored. But like what what what's going on is boring, but you're not bored with it because you know what's happening. You know that like the um the isolation is getting to them. Yeah. Um what's kinda of funny in this movie though is like uh the guy that has like the shining ability. Yeah. Um do you know who that is? Oh I do, but um it's escaping me right now. It's Scatman Crothers. That's right, that's right. And uh, who was a singer, um, a musician guy from a long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he does so great in this movie. It's he just does. like. Now, the one thing, though, this movie that I guess I kind of agree with, but I don't agree with at the same time, it's like where it uh, goes away from the book, where the book had that guy uh, live and pick the hero. Yeah. It was like when the hero's in the book. Um, and over here, like they kill him off immediately. Pretty much, he shows up at the mansion. Yeah, <laughs> which it it adds to the <sighs> hopelessness. Yeah, a lot because you because you th- it's um it's probably a really good deviation from the book because if you knew that like if you knew what happened in the book and then you suddenly um like oh, suddenly this guy don't... dies yeah like holy shit so how are they gonna handle this yeah yeah exactly and you're just like oh this is gonna be different all right um I remember like uh my uh. My dad was talking about this, about how you read the book and you read the book in like uh, over a weekend because you couldn't put the book down. <laughs> it's just so right, scary. Right. It's, 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 it's a really now, great book. Uh, I, I never actually read the book or anything like that, so I, I never actually even. Well, no, I read a little bit of, little bit of um, uh, Stephen King, and I kind of like, uh, it's just so yeah. long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about long. Just read Stephen King's books. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Kubrick uh, definitely did a great job condensing down this this masterpiece. Yeah, this long, long masterpiece down to a movie. Yeah, and um, something we should note here 
you're really not into horror movies. Oh, I'm not. No, absolutely not. I don't like horror movies whatsoever. Except for this one. Right. This is probably my favorite horror movie. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, wait. Do you count Jaws as a horror movie? Uh, sort of, yeah. Okay, then this is my second favorite horror movie, then, I guess. Okay. okay. I guess <laughs> I'll go with that, I suppose. <laughs> um, I definitely think this is better than Jaws. Well, I think you're wrong, so, you know. <laughs> But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like uh, intense silence. But I um, yeah, like when uh, uh, the the bartender shows up and all the all the guests are there, it's um, man, that's that's some really great stuff. <laughs> yeah, and um, because you know, this guy's out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, when I, well, I, so when I first watched this, whenever I was like long, long time ago, so I was like, I was kind of confused like what was going on because I was also a dumb kid. Also, it's probably yeah. like thirteen or something like that. Other times, right, so it's probably just dumb right. thirteen-year-old. I watched this a couple of years ago for the first, like, the second, like, the first time actually watching it, like, as somebody has comprehension of what's going on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I was like, I was like, ah, oh, this is okay, I guess. I don't like it that much. So I watched it again a couple of years ago, and I was like, okay, this is a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> I had to watch it again like that last week. Again. I watched it last week. Nice. And it's like, ah. Oh, this is probably uh, this would be my favorite Kubrick film if it wasn't for Doctor Strange Love. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I guess Full Metal Jacket, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, which I, I I need to I need to start thinking of how I'm gonna rank these. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I got mine already. So sweet. Mm. Um, but yeah, this um, I'm trying to think of some some of the others. The, the, some a lot of the imagery in this movie is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is definitely because uh, Kubrick has a lot of like um, uh, he he works in symmetry a lot, mm-hmm. and this is probably one of the best examples of it. Yeah, yeah, and like just um, the long hallway oh, yeah. stuff. That's like that's like in the middle. Like, your eyes are like focusing down the middle right here. Yeah, yeah. And there's the creepiest part of the whole movie right here, which is the two little girls yeah. in this right here. They're just, like, staring, like, come play with them. No! <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, yeah, some of my favorite stuff is, like, or, like, um, especially early on, is, like, where he's just uh, riding the, the big wheel around. Yeah. The, the little kid. And, um... The sound design is terrific right there. Oh, yeah, like, because he's, like, going on the wood floor, and then he'll, he'll get up on the ca- carpet, and it'll be quieter. Yeah. And it's just, like... It's like it's just such like a maddening sound, and it's great. It's like, and as it like, cause you're 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 just expecting him to like run into something those first couple times, and he doesn't. Yeah, and you're like, is it gonna and, happen? Is and then happen? eventually, and then eventually, he runs into the two little girls. You're just like, like, oh, oh no! It's like I watched this. No. It was uh, three a.m. when I no one when I started watching this movie, and it's just like, why did you do that? You <laughs> no. Did I did I text you and just like when I'm watching Shining at this time at night? I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Uh, I was just like, uh, I made a mistake. <laughs> so I, watch, I was like, I was like, okay, but I was like, I'll watch like part of it tonight and watch the rest of tomorrow. Oh my god! Because I got to the part you know where what? she look at she's looking at the manuscript and you're just like, well, this the no, not manuscript, no, no, it was the bathtub scene. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was about to say like you're gonna have nightmare fuel at the fucking bathtub scene. <laughs> I was like. Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's like, oh, it's kind of a you know, girl, okay, whatever, it's cool. Else, it's like, oh, 
<laughs> oh no. It's like, oh no, get out, get out, Jack. <laughs> I was just like, I was afraid for Jack's safety, and then I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about Jack's um, safety anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I'm trying. I'm trying to like point out my favorite scene in the movie. One of them Ed is Rom. definitely Red Rob. Red Rob. That's the best part of the movie. Um, I'm Tony. The... <laughs> <laughs> I love the little kid in this. The little kid yeah. is wonderful. He's actually, yeah, yeah, he's actually really great. Um, like he's probably one of the best parts in the movie. He's like Jack these, Nicholson. He has like all these weird mannerisms. Like, yeah. like he's talking with like the, he's um talking with the his like imaginary friend or whatever, and he's got like he moves his finger around when he does it. Yeah, it's such as like it's such as weird. It's like this weird little thing he does. It's, do you think Kubrick also yelled little kid and like had him like do like twenty seven takes? Of, like, apparently, something? apparently it was only Shelley Duvall. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, because I, I was watching oh. that documentary and like every, everyone else seemed to not really have much of a problem with them except oh, for yeah. Shelley. There's a couple. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, they had that little argument. I mean, I thought that was also kind of like um, they're not showing the whole thing, but then again, yeah. I guess it's possible that you know maybe right. she just I don't know wasn't uh, meshing very well with Kubrick's yeah. style. Because <laughs> they they show this one clip in the in the documentary that we keep referencing. Um, where it's like the making of, and I, I wish I, I, I wish I watched the making of when I rented it. Um, I might rent it again. Um, and he's, he's like, Hey, would you like to do it right this time? <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, I was like, Oh uh, shit. <laughs> that reminds me, that reminds me of like this part that happened where, um, I'm not sure I told the story before, but Clint Eastwood was directing Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a part like where, I don't know if you're, if you've heard it before, cool here uh where they're doing this this scene and that damage is not doing it right just can't do it just do it they're doing it over and over again and Matt's just like i have this great idea for maybe i can like change this up whatever and clint just like turns to him just like deadpan just like why so you waste everybody else's time <laughs> it's like uh. and this by the way is matt damon right it's like few people in the world can talk to Matt Damon like that that's Clint Eastwood right up there in that list yep, of yep. I was like oh my god oh, you know god. uh <laughs> I don't think that yeah as many people in the world can get right good with that one that's just like uh, right uh, it's uncomfortable it's like that's why I'd seen that, that little bit from the uh making of or the live pictures not like the documentary sorry uh was so comfortable to watch you just like uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Because I hate to be that, I don't know, if I turn to that kind of angry person. Right. And it's, like, also high stress things. It's kind of, like, how yeah. do you determine, like, what's right, what's wrong with the situation? It's like, uh Right. And I, it was probably a very stressful mer- movie to work on, so it was probably getting to all of them. Oh, yeah. Um, Red Rob. Red Rob. <laughs> I love the way the kid was saying it. It was just so wonderful. <laughs> I was like, that's like, Red Rob. Red Rob. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Yeah. And like whenever he's writing that writing the the words red rum on uh with the on lipstick the, on the yeah, door. Yeah, lipstick on the door, yeah. At first like he like rubs his finger against like the knife, you're like, is he gonna write with him? Yeah. Um I remember what I was gonna talk about earlier on a, a clockwork orange. Um oh, okay. So let's <laughs> go back in time. No, no no spoilers if you skipped over a clockwork orange, by the way. Um so there was a um there, there there was a story about how uh the the guy uh, 
the the second time he goes to the old man's house, there's the the buff guy that's with him all the time. Um, and there's a there's a scene where like he has to pick up the old man's wheelchair with him in it and carry him, and he's like he came over to Stanley Kubrick and he's like, um, you know, I'm not gonna be able to do this too many times because you know he's it's really heavy, and I know and I know you're not exactly one take Kubrick. <laughs> So apparently they um, he got him to do it in one take and he's like that's perfect let's go let's move on. <laughs> I was like good on you man. <laughs> uh, and to be fair, I can understand that. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd be like oh, I can't I can't do this too many times, man. This is too much weight. <laughs> At least he didn't like, try to be like, well, I should start weight lifting weights then just like go back to the part. <laughs> it's like oh sorry, Mr. Kubrick. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Kubrick. Oh, it's the Gallup guy. 127 times. This movie, by the way, was uh, one of the first times that Steadicam was used, like, so extensively. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, they've been used a few times before, but the one of the big things that contributed to so many takes was because the Steadicam was so new. Right. The first actually that was actually operating the camera was actually a Steadicam uh, creator, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but even then, like he had problems with the camera because it's like it was just such a new idea, right? And I, and I I wondered I wondered if there was a Steadicam used in this because there's like there's all those really really long tracking shots like a, for example the ones with like the the big wheel in the hallway. Yeah, and that and actually like, there's you, no way this could be a dolly because that's such a huge dolly track. Yeah, and like uh, um, in the behind the scenes where you can like, like watch like uh. The guy with the steady cam like, walking through. This really tall dude, by the way. He's like super, like he's like a foot and a half almost taller than Kubrick. <laughs> I'm not sure that still is what tells about Kubrick's Kubrick's uh, height, but um, Kubrick's like right behind, like just crunched behind, like looking at the camera the entire time. He's like looking the in like the way the camera's looking really the entire time, like look close by. It's like oh, yeah, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kubrick just start yelling at him or whatever. It's like oh. <laughs> Um, but as for like my favorite scene, it might be like the, the chase in the maze because you can never really tell how far apart they are. Oh yeah. And the yeah. way the kid gets away is really clever. That was, yeah. That was like, this kid is, the kid's way more clever than I would have been. I would have yeah. been killed probably. <laughs> I'd be dead right now. Almost immediately. <laughs> yeah. I would have um, been dead in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Uh, <laughs> great stuff man yeah great movie if you like uh thriller horror stuff just this is this is probably this one is of the movie. best yeah speaking of thriller horror movies full metal jacket full metal jacket with um tyler and tyler, tyler and i i think agree that um i think we had this conversation about some of the best like uh, improvisions in movies. Oh yes, where and Arlie Ermy. Yep, Arlie Ermy is probably like just that guy set the standard for yeah. your uh, sergeant. Absolutely, your drill instructor sergeants. Just like his, uh, the way, his like, insults. <laughs> yeah, are beautiful. He weaves a tapestry of obscenities <laughs> that are still hanging over Lake Michigan this very day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, my question, like the entire time watching the movie, like at least the beginning parts of it, I guess the first third, I suppose, was uh, 
how do people keep a straight face the entire time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the part like he's like going down the line and he's going, Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, birthday dear, dear Jesus. Jesus. I lost it. I was like watching the movie and it was like late night. I, was, I like lost it. <laughs> I was like trying to keep myself quiet, but I kept like laughing so hard. <laughs> It's like, the way he was doing it was so beautiful. It's like this, just like tracking, this like shots going, you know, just backwards over. It's just like the guy like walking forward. It's just... Holy dog shit, Texas! Only steers and queers come from Texas, private cowboy, and you don't look like a steer to me. So that kind of narrows it down. Do you suck dicks, sir? No, sir. Are you a Peter Puffer, sir? No, sir. I bet you're the kind of guy who would fuck a person in the ass, and not even give him the have the goddamn kindness to give him a reach around. I'll be watching you. <laughs> I think the part where he's like give him a reach around is like the best part of that entire statement. <laughs> Uh, I might pepper those in throughout this entire conversation. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Um, Arlie Army was like the guy who was brought on to uh, consult for the film. That's all he's gonna do. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, let's just have the guy play the part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this guy can do this. No problem. <laughs> it's he's, like, oh, it's just... fantastic. There's there's not enough good things that can be said about that guy's performance. Um, yeah. I kind of wish like, like his ghost would show up a few times. Like, <laughs> I kind of wish that would have happened. Ghost Jeremy. Yeah, I would have cared that. This guy, how many times did he play like a uh, freaking uh, drill oh. sergeant in movies? <laughs> like... Not even just in movies. Like... He's like in Toy Story. And... Oh yeah, he's video uh, video games. He's, yeah, all over yeah. the place. He, he was also in The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's right he was in that right he was great um i keep what i keep saying was he's still alive yeah by the way <laughs> i should say was he's only 71 he's still good to go yeah man um what's listen by listening to this guy here uh one of those things like you like you realize that this is the way this that uh drill sergeants talk i think about the guy like uh bob ross talking like this it's just a great visualization by the way Imagine Bob Ross walking on the line going, Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Or talking about giving people reach rounds. Don't fall down, private pile. I might just fucking cry. It's like I said, he's just he was berating him the entire time while he was like Oh my god. Like, when the pal was like pointing the gun at him, you're just like he's like, What is your major malfunction? He's like, yeah. it's like, dude, Did mommy up. and daddy not give you enough attention? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like, oh my god, dude. <laughs> and like you th- like you're like you're like you're convinced that he's going to shoot um our main character. Joker. Um yeah. Okay, sorry, I don't remember what the names. Yeah. Um, Gomer's because it's such a great name. Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle. Uh, <laughs> but like you're convinced that like, he's gonna shoot him. Like you're just like, oh, okay, this is gonna happen. Like, he's, he just shot earlier on me. Like you're, and he shoots himself, and that that scene, like, well, like his head just like pops or whatever. It's like that is the most intense uh, scene that has probably ever been put to film. Yep, I was sitting there just like. This movie took a really strange turn. The the performance, and, um, by the guy playing Private Pyle, especially, 
Um, and like the music in the scene is just so like weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's it's like the defining point in the movie where like everything changes. It goes from like being a dark comedy to being like a a very real look at war and how terrible it is. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's interesting because like he was uh, Kubrick. Sorry was accused of being anti-war with the Paz uh Paz of Glory Paz of Glory uh Paz of Glory yeah mm. as right here was not necessarily like anti-war it just kind of showed you what's going on with war right yeah it's the same kind of sense as like uh um like Saving Private Ryan where it's it's yeah. just it's just like showing you what happened yeah and Vietnam is probably one of the uh one of the most gruesome yeah. Wars, I suppose, if you want to show up, like really bad wars, that one. Right, and oh, it, like that it, one. almost almost all like Vietnam movies sort of uh, deal with um, like post traumatic stress disorder and yep. sort of the um, unhinging of the people who had to go through it. And um, it, they produce very good movies. <laughs> At, until like where PTSD like started becoming, yeah. well, like, PTSD well, started kind of like more recognized. Right, it, it was it, it was actually Vietnam. being accepted as a as a thing, like as yeah, because this dude was just illness. like it was uh what was it uh fatigue or something like that they called it or right right, and it was like that's not what that is that is right. a it's, it's like a it's like a real problem that, yeah like a real mental problem. If you ever like look at history, um, any of the battles that took place like not just like world like not just like Vietnam or Korean War but also World War Two, yeah, like a lot of the wars took place like in the uh, South Pacific, yeah, were just absolutely gruesome. There was uh, not to bore you guys with a bunch of history, but there was like one battle took place like uh, I can't remember the name of it though. It was like just north of Australia. Yeah, that was just like just like Vietnam, pretty much. Or just like just every second you were just gonna, gonna get shot by somebody, probably. Right. Like there was gonna be somebody hiding out nearby that's gonna trip on just kill your friend or whatever. Right. It was awful. Um, um, this movie definitely portrays that really well. Oh, especially in like that last um, big sequence where yes. there's the sniper hiding, and like they're just slowly getting picked off in, until they find this person. And it's, it's like it's like a little girl, uh, like not not like a super young, but like oh um, yeah, that was that was yeah. It's just like this young lady and um, who. Uh, and like they shoot her, and she's still alive. And I think don't they just like leave her? Yeah. Yeah. And then and then it cuts to them uh, marching and like uh, singing some Mickey Mouse song. <laughs> yeah. It's because well, really because remember they were, they were arguing about uh, when that thing right, she like just yeah. going just kill her off whatever. Yeah, and, and like they wanted her to suffer because of what uh, like because she had been shooting all their all the guys. Yeah. And they, I mean, they do, they, uh, Joker, that's, that's where Joker does kill him, kill her, sorry. Right. And it's just like, uh. <laughs> But yeah, man. The, uh, the, the very last part of the movie where, uh, <laughs> they're, the, uh, the Marines are like marching by and they're just like, uh, whistling the, or that, that's just like singing the Mickey Mouse march. Yeah, yeah. That's it's like. Um, and it's like it's such like you like you look at Joker like situation he's like you know like just just like he's shocked he's absolutely going through PTSD right now and uh 
here's like this lighthearted kind of thing going on. Yeah, like th- they've just done something horrible, but like they, they, I mean, they have they, they have no choice but to keep doing it. So, yeah, they're they're just kind of taking it in stride, even though you can tell all of them are just horrified and scarred. Yeah, I I love the uh, I love one of the parts where uh, they're into the other sergeant. I think it was sergeant, right? Yeah. Oh where he's yeah. Like, where he's like berating him about the uh, the peace sign and the uh, uh, born to kill on his helmet. Yeah, yeah. born to kill on his helmet. And just like asking about like what that means, it's like talking about the he says it's like the duality of man or whatever. Yeah. Like, so like berating him like, are you on your side? <laughs> that, was like, oh. yeah, that was great. Yeah. This a lot of people hate the second half of the movie because there's such a dramatic shift to it. And this is this I is love probably, that. I love this. I yeah, love oh that yeah, I, lo- no, I just... love pretty much every single part of this film. Yeah. Um. And, like, I I mean, this this is definitely like what. Because I, I, I don't want to sound like... Because when I was talking about 2001, um, I, was, I was talking about how um, I wasn't... I didn't really like the breaks of, of uh, narrative structure. Um, this, is, this is definitely a deviation from, like, the traditional three-act uh, structure. Yeah. And I really like how it's done in this. And, like, I, I, I don't want to... Yeah, I, d- I definitely don't want to sound like I... I I don't like deviation from, you know, the standard because that can be really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, it, it's, it's definitely a risk. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool. Actually, I was going to bring up, which is like that, that if you like, if you like the show Firefly or have you ever seen that Tyler? I've seen it. Yeah. Um, the stars, a young Adam Baldwin as animal lover. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just like watching. I was like, this looks like Adam Baldwin. <laughs> and some reason I had in my mind. I was like, the movie was made back in the '60s. Oh my god, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was made like '87 or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it was shot in '86 or whatever. It was just like, oh wait, now it gets to make makes sense. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because he's the one that has the helmet that says, uh, "I am become death." Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had no idea what we're talking about, I'm sorry. We just—he's—he's <laughs> he's like, he's a great actor. Yeah, I, we, yeah. <laughs> he's fun. Yeah, jeez, there's there's just so many good things in this movie, and I I feel like I feel like we've touched on all the great stuff, but like we we really cannot. Um, uh, we're talking about the bad stuff, okay? I guess we can. There there is no bad stuff, <laughs> but like we I we, I I don't I'm I don't think that I'm able to express. I I don't think I can do it justice. Yeah, all, and we could probably talk about movie. this like I guess like we probably goes like scene by scene I suppose and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd probably do a little more justice I suppose. And then it's like uh, there's so much yeah. stuff that's in here. It'd be like a two hour long podcast. That'd about... be like us talking about early R&B for the most part. I mean. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Look at that part back like half an hour ago where R&B <laughs> said this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, um, I guess. I guess we're kind of done with this with this, uh, this movie. So, so I'll, I'll, cl- I'll close out um, uh, Full Metal Jacket with one last uh, Gunnery Sergeant Hartman quote. Okay. Were you born a fat, slimy, scumbag, puke piece of shit private pile, or did you have to work on it? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess, do you want to rank the Kubrick movies? I'll let you go first. 
All right. I have my list. Um, number one is A Clockwork Orange. You're wrong. Okay. Number two is Dr. Strangelove. Number three is Full Metal Jacket. Number four is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Number five is The Shining. And number six is Spartacus. Okay. Mine would be Dr. Strangelove, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, The Shining. Mm-hmm. Number three, Full Metal Jacket, which, by the way, I, I kind of interchanged number, well, number two and number three because those two are so close in my mind. Right. Um, Dozen One. Okay. And Clockwork Orange. And Spartacus. <laughs> so we agree. I, I, would, I, would, I would also say that um, 2001 and Full Metal Jacket are interchangeable for me. Yeah. See that? Okay. So, uh,. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this podcast. Uh, all zero of you that probably watched this. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. We, right. we could say anything right now, Chris, and no one will ever hear it. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Remember <laughs> what happened to the Spielberg podcast? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. You buy PTSD for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. Have a have a pleasant evening. And we're gonna say happy birthday to Jesus. <laughs> Let's close this out by saying happy birthday to Jesus. Okay, here we go. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. Be sure to leave your correspondence and subscribe for more. For updates on this show and our other projects, check out illuminationcinema.com. 